Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. I'd like to be able to. Anyway. I'm. My mind's going blank now. I can't remember. My mind's going blank now. What are you talking about? What the hell's going on here? Where the hell are My mind's going blank now. I can't remember. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. What am I doing here? My mind's going blank now. Where am I headed? I keep forgetting I'm president. Where am I? No idea. I don't think there's. Once again. President of the United States referred to uh, Giggles, Vice President Harris, <laughs> as President Harris. But you know, uh, Lou, we know that uh, President Joe Biden is showing signs of dementia and Alzheimer's. There's no doubt about it. You don't need to be a medical authority to determine that. But does our colleague Bill O'Reilly think that our mind is going blank? Didn't I hear him, Macedonian Phil, at the top of the hour, introduce the Bill O'Reilly 15-minute update, and then all of a sudden slip us a Mickey? Mike Slater, this uh, person of no consequence, did a few minutes, and then was back to Bill O'Reilly. What the hell is this? That's like false advertising. Where's the Department of Consumer Affairs? You say you're going to be Bill O'Reilly for 15 minutes. You better be Bill O'Reilly for 15 minutes. You know what this is, Lou? I think he's uh, drinking sour milk because I passed him in the ratings because he's always had, always had this mics later on. Stop it already. Stop it, Bill O'Reilly. That's not professional. And this is the number one news talk station in the nation. We don't bamboozle our listeners. If we say you're the man who's on for 15 minutes, well, then you the man. If you don't want to be the man, step aside. I'll eat your real estate like I have so many people here at WABC. I'll do the 12 to 1 o'clock hour, and you can forget the 15 minutes. I got that off my chest here. Where's my music? I need a little music here to get back on track. This guy, this O'Reilly, gives me agita. He tries to slip a Mickey there, Mike Slater. (laughs) You didn't think I heard it, huh? Oh, yeah, here he goes. Mumbling and stumbling his way to the border where El Paso meets Suarez. And you got to cross the Rio Grande to get to America in Texas. So finally, after 50 years of being in elective office, Vice President Joe Biden to now President Joe Biden has never visited the border, never once. In all those years as U.S. Senator of Delaware, and now finally on Sunday, he's going to visit El Paso, which is overrun with illegal aliens. Can I say illegal aliens or do I get into trouble? They're illegal aliens. But now he has, uh, he has bifurcated. He has said, we're going to impose the Trump plan to keep illegals from coming in. But if they happen to be from Venezuela, Nicaragua, Cuba, the communist countries, and Haiti, a country that is sacked with anarchy, where there's really no functioning government to gangs rule, we will actually have to keep them within the territorial United States and give them an asylum hearing at some point in the future. All others 
we're going to block it to board it. We're going to turn them around. So it's not all Trump, but it's meant to mention poco poco. It's half and half. So imagine this. If you happen to be coming in, sneaking in, and the majority of the illegal aliens are now coming in from Venezuela, Nicaragua, and behind the sugarcane curtain of Fidel and Raul Castro's Cuba, you get to stay in the United States and potentially maybe three, four years from now have an asylum hearing at a federal court near where you're staying. (laughs) So many of them just disappear through the cracks. And if you happen to be from Haiti, Because the Haitian government is in such disarray, such anarchy prevails, there's no guarantee that they're going to be able to take them back once we detain them at the border and then once we send uh, illegals back to their country of origin. So that's point number one. We're going to see if the uh, president sticks to it on his visit to El Paso on Sunday. It's hard enough. He's already referring once again to giggles. (laughs) Vice President Harris. Is Arena in charge of border, border security? Not as the president of the United States. But let's let's take the time machine, the Rod Serling uh, time machine, as you know, of the Twilight Zone. Remember, it was Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, just about four months ago, was down at the Port Authority of New York, welcoming in the buses as the illegal aliens were pounding uh, the Greyhound either being sent by Greg Abbott, the governor from uh, Eagle Pass, Texas, or being sent by Eric Adams' very dear friend, the Democratic mayor of El Paso, that he worked out a relationship with to accept his illegal aliens. Remember how kind, how generous he was with our tax dollars, New York City residents? Let's have immediate translation services to assist that people can have access to the services that are already available. We have to expand uh, NYC care to make sure everyone has health care. We need to make sure we have proper translation services in our schools so that we can start building out the future as well. We are going to fulfill our moral and legal obligation to house everyone that enters Uh, New York City. Uh, That is what we have done, and that is what we will continue to do. And you remember Eric Adams was down at the Port Authority, bus after bus as he came here, saying to all those who arrived, hey, who's your daddy? I'm your Papa Chula. Welcome, welcome. And remember, he gave them all the amenities they didn't have at home. He gave them swag bags, bust them up to Lincoln Hospital on a Sunday, and then gave them all kinds of tchotchkes at our taxpayers' expense here in New York City. Gave them Obama phones. Uh, and then we're even going to put him up in the tents until, obstinate and pretentious as he was, he wouldn't listen to AOC, Ola Crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, leader of the Democratic Socialists of America, who want, every, who want everyone to come in. She doesn't want borders. But even she said, you can't put a tent Right there in the parking lot of Orchard Beach because it'll flood. There's no drainage. I'm putting up the tent. More waste of the dollars. He had to fold it like a cheap uh, camera just uh, in a about 10 days later. Likewise, he went to Randall's Island. The local elected official told him again, there's no drainage on Randall's Island. Don't tell me. You know, I know everything. I'm omnipotent. I'm pretentious. Eric Adams. And again, he had to fold that tent. Uh, within 10 days, as they only had about seven uh, illegals from Venezuela who took advantage of all the amenities that they were being provided that average everyday regular homeless Americans were not being provided just 350 feet away at the men's shelter, some of them being veterans. 
So that was Eric Adams' day. And all of a sudden, he hooked up with his very dear friend here at WABC. Oh, boy, and is he paying the price for that, Sid Rosenberg. But he appeared with Sid Rosenberg, and then all of a sudden, he slammed the door shut. We were notified yesterday that the governor of Colorado is now stating that they are going to be sending migrants to places like New York and Chicago. Uh, This is just unfair uh, for local governments to have to take on this national obligation. We've done our job. Uh, There's no more room at the end. No more room at the end. Obviously, it made headlines from Sid Rosenberg's show in the morning, Sid and Friends, except on Mondays, which I'll appear at 7.05, and as I did earlier today at 7.05 on Fridays, back-to-back, belly-to-belly as an antidote to all the... uh, uh, kissing Tuchus that uh, Sid Rosenberg does now of Eric Adams. Anyway, we, I, I digress momentarily. Let me just explain what's going on behind the scenes. You have a Democratic governor of Colorado overwhelmed by the illegal aliens flooding in, especially to Denver. They're all along Colfax Avenue, which is the main strip. He's shipping them to New York and Chicago because... The person responsible, because he has no border policy, is Joe Biden. And none of the Democrats will name or shame Joe Biden. So the mayor of El Paso, who has declared a state of emergency, a Democrat will not name and shame Joe Biden. Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, who has called himself the Biden of Brooklyn, will not name and shame Joe Biden. Nor will the governor, the Democratic governor of Colorado. See, they they all, they're like... Tip, they're on tippy-toes, tippy-toes. They're on, like, uh, eggshells. They acknowledge there's a huge problem now that the federal government should be doing uh, something about, but they won't name and shame the man responsible who is mumbling and stumbling his way, again, as I mentioned yesterday, again, referring to <laughs> Giggles Harris, the vice president, and the Tsarina in charge of a borough's border security, not as President Harris. And then, of course, there's the man who continues to grease the wheel for illegal aliens coming into our country. It's Cardinal Dolan. Cardinal Dolan of the Archdiocese here in New York. Nobody wants to say it. I say it. I'm a Roman Catholic. I am an A.M.P. Catholic. Ashes on Wednesday, palms on Sunday. Then you don't see me for a month of Sundays. But it was uh, Cardinal Dolan playing Santa Claus, not with the Catholic Church's money, Not with uh, Catholic Charities money, but with New York City taxpayers' money when he showed up at the Port Authority a day after Eric Adams, swagger man with his $5,000 customized suits, and say they're all God's children. We need to welcome them. Cases, these just aren't, uh, these just aren't problems. These just aren't statistics. These are not just refugees and asylum seekers in the plural. These are people with names and with dads and moms. You know, interesting because I've said it over and over. When you look at the monies that Catholic Charities receives to bring in the illegal, illegal aliens to uh, transport them by bus, by Amtrak, or by plane, to house them, to feed them, and it's coming from us, the New York City taxpayers, a majority of whom happen not to be Roman Catholic. When you ask Catholic charities, because they're based here in Manhattan, how much of your money actually comes from the parishioners of the archdiocese? Because 
on a given Sunday at an English-speaking mass, you'd be lucky to have a minion. And a minion is like a dozen, right? Uh, You can't even have service in a shul or synagogue on the Sabbath unless you have a minion of 12 men uh, who are going to daven. Well, you have Catholic churches that have masses, English-speaking masses on Sunday. You could roll a Brunswick bowling ball through the pews and aisles and hit almost nobody. You wouldn't even have a minion. Then later on in the day when you have the Spanish-speaking mass packed to the rafters, and even though they cannot give as much money as the English-speaking congregation, uh, the archdiocese will take whatever pesos they have. They know that's the future of the Roman Catholic Church, not only here in New York City, in the Northeast, in the United States, but in the Western Hemisphere, because without all these Latinos, there are there is going to be no more parishes in many of the areas, no more Catholic schools, and in many instances, they're going to have to close the churches down. So it is expedient for Cardinal Dolan and Catholic Charities to keep milking the taxpayers. Again, I ask all of you, When you go to church on Sunday, and some of you are are very dedicated, you go every Sunday, and you know they put the wicker basket around for the collections. They have the Cardinal's collection, the Bishop's collection, uh, the Catholic school collection, and then they have the parish collection, maybe a fifth collection, and let's see how much money is put in. In fact, uh, Macedonian Phil, I know you're a heathen, uh, you're a tree hugger. I want you to go to the Church of Transfiguration which is right over there on the border of Bushwick and Williamsburg. Go to Sunday Mass. You'll see the English-speaking session. There's almost nobody there. But see if they call for a special collection for the migrants, because nobody will put any money in there. And then go to the Spanish-speaking Mass at night, and you'll notice it's packed to the rafters. Can you do that, please? And dodge, uh, you know, the muggers and the rats uh, as you work through the streets of Bushwick and Williamsburg. And then, of course, there is the deluge of fentanyl that keeps coming across the border. It's not the panacea to all of a sudden uh, hermetically seal the border. Fentanyl will still come in in the bowels of ships that are coming in from Red China, where we get most of our retail products made and shipped right into the ports of the United States. You cannot take out every cargo container and check them with dogs sniffing away or with DEA inspectors. They usually only check one out of every five containers that come into the port because you would basically halt all commerce if you had to start checking all the containers. So the fentanyl will still keep coming in, but not as easily. It has an easy pass now across the border. It comes in with the illegals. It comes in in the backpacks. It comes in embedded in trucks and 18-wheel tractor trailers, where if you cross the border because of NAFTA, the Mexican uh, truck driver can continue to their point of uh, uh, depart from departure to entry point. They don't have to switch uh, the ride to a teamster along the way, the way it used to be. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Michigash that the president, who says he's going to be on the border in El Paso for the very first time, has created. And watch him try to lie his way out of this. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Sliwa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Don't touch me now, I'm a real live wire. Psycho killer, catch you see. Run, 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 run
Catch the say, huh? Psycho Killer. Great classic of the Talking Heads. I notice, uh, Lou, your head is bebopping along with uh, Macedonian Phil, who has quite the rat problem in Bushwick. Right along Central Avenue there. Oh, yeah. They're dancing. The horror, the Tarantella, the Crypt Dance. And every morning when uh, Macedonian Phil gets up 3 o'clock in the morning to take the L train here to do show prep for Sid Rosenberg and Friends, uh, he has to dodge the rats, as he is described, as they're out in the streets, because they're nocturnal. You have to understand, Macedonian Phil, they rule the night. Sun comes up at about 5, 5.30. That, they start to retire to their burrows and lairs. Occasionally you see them, especially in the subway. But generally, they rule the night in all five burrows. 10 o'clock at night to about 4 in the morning. So what you see is definitely what is going on in so many of our areas. And the reason that I decided to play this song coming in to give you an update on my performance as the, uh, looks now, uh, I might be a self-appointed rat czar at night because Lou, you know, I thought originally the mayor was saying that I would be the rat czar since apparently nobody else uh, had stepped up uh, and wanted to take the responsibility, especially with a benefits package and salary of about $170,000 a year plus the benefits. Uh I, uh, didn't the mayor two days ago say the following, Lou? Well, first, Curtis, yes, I will take him up on his offer. You know, uh, if he says he would be my rat czar for free, uh, I'm going to call him, and I would like for him to come on board to do it. Well, I haven't gotten a call. I didn't expect to get a call. Uh, but I've been demeaned and degraded uh And he's tried to humiliate me along the way by claiming that I have to become an intern uh, and sign up at City Hall, which I'm more than happy to do. I am going to go through that process. I now have to work my way through the maze. It's like a rat working their way through the maze or a mice through the maze and find out what bureaucrat is in charge of internships. And I will be the rat czar, PM rat czar, but I'll go through an internship. Now, you would say to yourself, what kind of an internship? When the mayor clearly, in his official capacity, has been waging war on rats in the city, and also when he was Brooklyn Borough president and has failed again and again and again. And now we see uh, he is failing as an absentee landlord in Bed-Stuy at the building that he owns that has always been at the epicenter of controversy in his primary war on against his uh, two opponents uh, in the ranked choice voting in which uh, they all said he doesn't live there on Lafayette. He lives over at apartment 22H in Fort Lee. Well, he did, and he really never lived in Lafayette, but that's a fait accompli. It's done, right? It's over with. We know now he hangs his hat at night, not at Gracie Mansion, but in the 90-story Trump Tower across from the United Nations, he admitted this to Politico, and part of the time he's hitting the pad of uh, Johnny Johnny Petrosian, the uh, convicted felon. We'll, we'll talk more about that, but that's separate from this. So let's look at the block, because I've decided to take on the first project as what appears to be now self-appointed uh, rats are because I have to go through an internship and, you know, I have to c- crawl up the bureaucratic uh, layers in order to become the official PM czar. I'm more than happy to do that. 
But if we just look at Eric Adams, absentee landlord. Now, we have been on the bar, Clough, yet two, two days in a row. First day I arrived with my wife, Nancy, who is a animal rescuer and runs many cat colonies for feral cats and rescues many domestic cats. She's got tremendous credibility in the field. We know that. Second day, we had a crew of guardian angels led by Zeke, who has 20, 20 feral cats uh, where he lives over in uh, College Point and came in with the cleanup crew because uh, we were chastised a bit by some of the neighbors on our first day when they said, Curtis, uh, really, the problem is the garbage on the block. It's everywhere. And, you know, constructive criticism, you always got to listen. The neighbors know, know everything. And they were right. So we came out there and we collected all the flotsam and jetsam, all the garbage yesterday from corner to corner. And today we return, Lou, and we're using the old approach of my uh, grandma, uh, Nicoletta Bianchino, on my Italian side, my mother's side, and uh, on my Polish side, Wanda, my grandmother, who uh, was in Chicago, my father's mother, who used to each day go out and scrub the steps, the stoop steps, you know, with a uh, with a detergent. And then the sidewalk itself and the street after it was swept up, which again will continue to sweep today. And then today we do the scrub-a-dub-dub. Uh, when I was a nighttime manager at Mickey D's McDonald's in the Bronx, where I formed the Guardian Angels in 1979, we had a mantra. If you have time to lean, you have time to clean. So I, Curtis Lee, will be out there along with the Guardian Angel crew, and we will be scrubbing the stoops and scrubbing the sidewalks and the street and looking for where there is more evidence of rats and mice. And it may well be after 48 hours that the major problem is the mayor's building itself. Because if you look at the first batch of tickets for infestation that he got at that property, The mayor told the hearing officer that he had spent nearly $7,000 in March trying to drive out the rats and the mice, promising that he would prove it with an invoice. He had tried several extermination tactics, including his infamous rat trap, which was uh, a scene out of Clockwork Orange when he was Brooklyn Borough president. He showed it off, and it even turned the stomachs of a lot of the reporters who were there. It's a contraption that involves luring rats into a vat, and then they drown, and then you uh, you ladle their carcasses out. But the rats are smart enough to see if one or two rats have jumped in. They're not lemmings. They're not lemmings. They don't all go into the vat. So he has that apparently inside the basement apartment, which is an illegal conversion. A few months ago, the buildings department that he's in charge of actually put up uh, an order that they needed to inspect the basement because he has an illegally converted apartment, 425 uh, square feet uh, in size that he claimed he lived in, which we know he didn't. It was his son, but his son no longer lives there. That may actually be where most of the rats now reside because the inspector who needs to be credited It's a female inspector, found that there were many burrows in the foundation cracks that were allowing the rats and the mice entry in and out of his building, which well well could be the epicenter of the rat and the mice problem. Then he got a second round of tickets on December 7th, and it found that the rat burrows continued on the property, the front fence, 
and right against the uh, front of the house. And then it indicated that there were signs that the rats and the mice were entering and exiting into the building itself. Now, he will not permit anybody access into the building. He didn't uh, permit the Department of Buildings access when they hit him with a citation for an illegal basement conversion. We have to try to get into the backyard because, boy, there could really be a lot of burrows, a lot of lairs in the backyard. And there is an industrial area behind those uh, those tenements, and we will get access through there because they're an active uh, series of uh, warehouses on the other side of the street. So today's job is going to be, Lou, for me and the other guardian angels to get down on our hands and knees and scrub the stoops and scrub the sidewalks and scrub the street, which helps, helps in terms of eliminating the potential attraction to the uh, to the rats and the mice. And remember, the mayor has said he's vertical. That's his sign, which means he's meticulously clean. And he, well, maybe, but he's an absentee landlord. And how are you going to resolve the problems in the city of New York when, in fact, you can't deal with the problems of the rat explosion in their population across the five boroughs if you can't even deal with your own property? Secondarily, we are bringing a professional exterminator in on the weekend, a former guardian angel who does this for a living up in the Bronx. And let's face it, the Bronx has its fair share of four-legged rats and two-legged rats. And um, he is going to prepare a plan of how we can deal with the exterior of the mayor's um, building and the interior if we can get access because the rats could be coming up from the sewer line. Maybe a neighbor's property. We're going to fully investigate that this weekend. And we're going to give a full report on this on Monday on this program in terms of what we have determined. Not just from Curtis Lewa. The rats are. Because I know a lot about rats. I'm not afraid of rats like the mayor is or most New York City residents. And I've studied them. And they're smarter than me, the mayor, and everybody listening out there now because they have survived centuries. In fact, remember, it was the... um, It was the Pope many years ago who declared that he wanted the elimination of all all cats. In fact, he was 80 years old at the time that the smoke went up the chimney and uh, he was appointed. This is like, ooh, way back in the 1300s. And he wanted all the black cats, uh, he wanted them killed. He said it was no good, he hated cats. And that led to the Black Plague, in which... uh, most of the cats were destroyed across Europe, and then all of a sudden, the fleas were carrying on the bats, backs of the rats, and it spread like wildfire and killed millions. In fact, uh, if you notice, uh, Lou, the uh, Sid himself is sort of like the Pope was many centuries ago when he declared that he hated rats. And I think uh, Lou actually, uh, excuse me, hated cats, and I think Lou... Uh, Sid would actually want to kill cats. The year of the cat. This goes out to my next guest who's on this show twice a week because he's great. That's Curtis Sliwa, who has this ridiculous obsession of such an hit as a beautiful wife, Nancy, with these horrible cats, which is like the worst animal God ever created, this backstabbing creature. I can't even look at a cat in the face. I can't stand him. Can't stand him. You look at somebody like Taylor Swift, her cat is worth $97 million. She's the direct opposite. She has bequeathed a lot of her wealth to her cat, and there are other people who do so likewise. 
Simultaneously, there are other problems we're dealing with that involve feral cats and domestic cats and cats who go back and forth inside and outside of the domicile where they live. In fact, I was at the um, beginning of the annual meetings for the uh, Queens Village Republican Club. They've been in operation since 1875, the oldest in the nation. They had a packed house last night. And some of the members from nearby Little Neck were talking about how somebody in that neighborhood is going around and is using a crossbow and killing cats. In fact, there was one horribly killed who was named Cheese and others who have been shot. And so we'll be out there on behalf of the residents of Little Neck on Sunday and try to catch this cat killer who clearly lives in that neighborhood of Little Neck. We'll do what we can because the police, they don't prioritize those things. I understand. Look, we got a crime crisis going on in the city. Uh, We've got to deal with that. But I will tell you, we'll be out there today. We will have the feral cats in place uh, over the weekend as we find the two uh, who can get along best. And their job is going to be to patrol the block where Eric Adams, the absentee landlord, has his property, which is infested with rats and mice. We'll refer to them as Batman and Robin. Look, if Eric Adams is going to be afraid of the rats and he can't even deal with it on his own property... How the hell is he going to eliminate rats in the five boroughs of the city of New York? Spectacular! Now, here's the Sid Wrap-Up. Billy Idol set to have his star put on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. You've seen Billy Idol of late. Seems to be crippled oftentimes. He has to walk around with a cane, sometimes uh, crutches. And I will tell you this, normally uh, when they put down a star at the Hollywood Hall of Fame on Hollywood Boulevard, they ask the recipient, if they're alive, to get down and kiss the star. Now, Lou, as you've seen uh, Billy Idol, he's in a very hobbled condition. I tell you, Macedonian Phil, what would help? You put a few lines of cocaine down on the star, and Billy Idol will snort it all up. I mean, that's the coke kid for years. He claims that, oh, oh, all he does is smoke reefer now. But come on, put down a few lines of coke on his star in the Hollywood Boulevard Hall of Fame, and I guarantee you he'll snort it up. But speaking of snoring, not snorting, snoring, uh, our friends... At WABC, our morning guy, Sid Rosenberg and friends, has become an unpaid lobbyist for Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. All of a sudden, uh, months ago, he did a pivoting shift, a flip-flop, and now he can't, he can't lobby enough on behalf of Eric Adams trying to bring people into the fold, whether they're Republicans and turning them into Eric Adams Republicans or Democrats who are at odds with Eric Adams trying to uh, convert them to support Eric Adams, who has been a dismal failure as mayor. There's no doubt about it. Gave himself a B-plus at the end of the year. But then again, he gave uh, Bill de Blasio, who he's at war with now, a B-plus in our final debate. But let me put that aside. Here is Sid trying to convince the greatest mayor of our lifetime, 
uh, Rudy Giuliani, to get on board the Eric Adams Express. He has not proven that he was going to do what he said he was going to do yet. Yet. And I expected him to get off to a better start. Expecting him to get off to a better start. Okay, that was fair of Rudy. Now, he's giving him a little leeway. I've given him no leeway because he raised such incredible expectations that he had a plan, he was going to resolve the issues, and most of that has been Michigan. Okay, so Rudy gives him the benefit of the doubt. Then, as he does each and every day, he badgers Lou and Macedonian Phil. He lobbies them, both on the air and off the air. Come on, come on, you got to like Eric Adams. Come on, you got to support Eric Adams. You got to come on board the SS Eric Adams like I have. Although everybody realizes that he was Eric Adams' worst critic on WABC other than me. And all of a sudden he's flipped his script. Here again, at the end of this morning's program, he's on 6 to 10. And this is the Sid Rap. Listen to how he once again circles like a vulture in a buzzard, trying to get Lou and uh, Mastonian Phil on board with his support of Eric Adams. I want you to change, though. Just one little, one a little bit. What do you want me to change? Adams, stop being such a such a dickhead. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll work on it. You know why? Because the people on the internet are so stupid. And now, because you don't like them, I kind of throw you into the same mix. Oh my god! I'm with Lou. I stand with Lou. You don't like Adams either? No. You're never gonna like him? Never. Because your apartment in Brooklyn sucks. Because he there's rats in my apartment. (laughs) (laughs) And Curtis is in there to get him out. (laughs) Oh boy! Face the rats. You're right. Lou, I salute you as much as I've hated your guts for a lot of reasons. You've stood your ground, stood your ground. He is not folded like a cheap camera, like uh, a lot of the friends uh, of Sid Rosenberg in the morning, like Bo Deedle, uh like Dove Hyken, like uh, Congressman Peter King, who have folded and said, oh, oh they drank the Kool-Aid. They, they, they love Eric Adams. And to you, Macedonian Phil, you recognize this. You moved in as a hipster millennial in the Bushwick. You realize there are more rats than people there in Bushwick and that I've got a remedy whereas Eric Adams doesn't even have a remedy for his own building in nearby Bed-Stuy, never mind the five boroughs of the city of New York. But what Sid Rosenberg does not understand is that each group out there, depending on your ethnic group, your religious group, your racial group, has assorted curses that they have put on people. And listen to Sid Rosenberg discuss the curse has that has afflicted him at the start of this new year. I think I'm going back to uh, the Rockaways this weekend. I'm set to go back tomorrow, but the house is still... <laughs> they found more stuff yesterday. You can't make it up. You can't make it up. I don't know I'm going to live there. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I the bedrooms are intact. But the walls and the floors and the kitchen and the bathrooms, it's all going away. But you haven't seen it yet, right? Danielle's been there twice. I have not seen it. I'm scared to death. I mean, I'm on the phone with the insurance guy, the adjuster, all these guys all the time. But I haven't seen it. But it's gotten to the point where one of the adjusters, Mike Butler, said to me, you may want to at least check out staying in the city for another week. If not, if not getting an apartment in the city for a couple of months. Yeah. I was told yesterday this could be a four to six month improvement. 
This is the curse that Sid Rosenberg has brought onto himself for flipping the script and all of a sudden swapping spit with Eric Adams. They're two metrosexuals. They're like two peacocks stroking one another. And uh, when Eric Adams took off for the Virgin Islands for two days and wouldn't tell us where he was, remember the floods that hit you out there, Lou, in the Rockaways, uh, Far Rockaway, Broad Channel, Howard Beach, Hamilton Beach. No, not the blend, uh, the community. And the mayor wasn't around to deal with it. Sid gave him a pass. Well, now, look, his own pipes burst when temperatures plunged 50 degrees and he didn't even know to keep the faucets on, both in the tub and the sink, this stonard, so pretentious, so obstinate, just like Eric Adams. They're like two peas in a pod, a soup and a sandwich, a horse in a carriage. They're, they have the same personalities. They are, what do we call them? They are, <laughs> they think of I and me, not us and we. Well, I'm heading out to uh, Eric Adams' block where he's an absentee uh, landlord and trying to uh, mediate uh, with the neighbors a plan to get rid of the rats and the mice and to clean up that street. What what a shanda. Garbage. Uh, flotsam and jetsam everywhere. Rat burrows. Mice lairs. Don't worry. Leave it to the guardian angels. Leave it to the sleewas. I'm the rat czar. I'll deal with it, Eric Adams.